pooping on. <laughs> Welcome back to Fat Fish. I'm Brad Grunny Grunberg, aka Snacks, and that's Eric um, the Fish Snyder. And this is show number nineteen, and we have a very special guest today. Way back in the day at the University of Arizona, Kai Babuachuka, I met a man named Mike Nathan. Mike Nathan, we call him Nate. I walked in his room and I said, are you Nate? And that was it, right? That was it. That was all it took. You actually said, where is Nate? Oh, that's right. Where's Nate? Yeah. And then you said, I'm right here in your your dorm room. And then we became the best of friends because our friend Dan Golden uh, grew up with you uh, in Detroit. Until he moved to L.A. That's right. Goldie. I'm off to you. Right. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself, Nate. What you've been doing, what you've been doing. Uh, you're, you're a teacher, correct? No, no. Well, I work in public education, Granny, for the last 30 years, but I'm a school social worker. What does that entail? Teachers work too hard. That entails, and there's no, no day is the same. And on any given day, I could be doing a lot of different things. But primarily, my focus is with the special education students, ones who have emotional impairments or who have um, difficulty with dysregulation and things like that. But I also do, I run groups. I work with teachers on uh, behavior plans. You know, this is boring, Granny. I'm on yeah. summer vacation. No, I don't no, even I, think I about it. But I want to get to a point because we had a psychology class together yeah, we with, did. Uh, with, uh, with Sweet Lou. Frisky. Frisky. And I cheated off you to get through that class. And I, I want to appreciate, I, I want to extend my thanks because if I didn't pass that class, I wouldn't have graduated the University of Arizona. I do what I can, Granny. I should, you know, I I left after two years to attend the University of Michigan, but it was it was one of the it was one of the defining moments of my time at the University of Arizona when I was able to, I think one time we did the fold and the other time we did the drop. I folded my test with the answers and I handed it off to you on my way out. And then the second time I did the drop where I just kind of pretended like I dropped something and you picked it up. <laughs> hey, Mike, if you're teaching special ed, my wife's a school teacher. So much kudos to you. Bill. What you guys go through is yeah. incredible. And you're you're one of the unsung heroes, along with policemen and firemen in our community. Thank you. But Thanks, you, you're welcome. And in teaching special ed. Have you taught your kids things that you've learned from dealing with Brad in college? Like, you know, <laughs> you got, the, 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 do you put his face up like on, on a driveway <laughs> board and say, this is what you don't want to be? <laughs> exactly. Well, like I said, um, and, and I, I give your wife a lot of credit because she's she's a teacher and, um, and I, I work with the special ed kids and I counsel them, but I'm a school social worker. But that's OK, Fish. We just met today. But uh, it's. Um, it, it, yeah, I, it's like in the movie Animal House when they put flounder up when they're voting, and everybody—I I can just put, put Granny. Up. <laughs> well, he's a legacy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't I get in? Yeah. Absolutely. Get fraternity. Yeah. No, but all way. kidding aside, Granny, Granny, and I have been friends ever since that day we met back in 1982. And uh, there's not anybody uh, that I know who he's he. He's the type of guy that if ever I needed something or he would, first of all, he would give me the shirt off his back. Second of all, if I needed something, he would, he would, whatever I needed, he's always there. He's incredible. And we may not see each other that often in person, but but, uh, that doesn't matter. No, we just pick up where we left off. And that's what happened with me and Fish. We worked together uh, many moons ago and uh, we just picked up where we left off and we uh, started this, uh, this wonderful tryst on Fat Fish. Hey, that right. Uh, Nate, there's something that we all have in common here. Uh, going number two, going yeah. poo-poo. Uh, I want to talk to you about how you, how, how and when you go poo-poo. You don't do away games. You will not go poo-poo outside your house. Can you explain? Well, again, um, yeah, <laughs> I certainly can. And, and it wasn't always like this. I, this is, I don't know what happened, but um, <laughs> first of all, I feel like, you know, I don't know, I don't mean to bring up the competition, but I was watching doc, that Smartless documentary with, you know, and, and um, <clears throat> it's on, it's on uh, Max, we call it now, not HBO Max, just Max. Yeah, we're on strike. We don't like those people. but that's Exactly. A- but long story short, you know, there was a scene in there that that, um, I believe it was Jason Bateman was talking to Will Arnett and Sean Hayes. Who, Sean Hayes, I just saw that play in his play, Good Night Oscar. Oh, he's a great Oh, he's a Fantastic great Fantastic play. play. My first Broadway, in-person Broadway play. I highly recommend it. I know him well. well anyway. One of the nicest guys. Not yeah. only don't I like away games, Granny, for me, I time everything in the morning, you know, 
especially during my during my school year, I have to be, I have to, I have to go before I shower or, or else my day is ruined. Okay. I, I almost have to, if so, so there's that in the morning. So, which means I got to wake up, I got to have a certain amount of coffee and I got to get things moving along. And usually I can, and then I shower and get ready. I go to work. And if, if that doesn't happen, you know, I'm, I'm not in a good mood all day. And what do you call it? What do you call it when you... Well, I drop the kids off at the pool absolutely every day before I shower. And I don't know, Granny, when I first said that to you, you just thought it was the best line ever. I, oh. I take no credit for it. It's I'm going to use it in one of my scripts because it is so <laughs> fucking funny. It's unbelievable. I, I couldn't believe you never heard it. Well, I never you really. told me a story about when you're at school oh. and you don't use the facilities. No. You have to go. What do you do? Well, then, then I have to find a location that is suitable for my needs. And that's usually I have to get in the car and drive. And oh. I, that, that means I go, um, my go-to place, there's a Marriott hotel. Not <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> no, that, the exact opposite. I get in the car and I drive about two or three, <laughs> three miles. The Raider bucket. They shit on me, so I'm going to shit in there. <laughs> <laughs> Go no. ahead. Go ahead. I, what I what I do, Granny, is I'll I'll find a I'll find a suitable location that I, it's not a home game for me, but it's it's the closest thing I can find. Like I said, it's usually a hotel lobby, bathroom. But the greatest part is is this particular one I go because every every stall is its own. It's like a closet, you know. It's its own, so it's really nice. It's got cloth towels for my hands. The other thing is is that when I walk in, there's this like you know restaurant first, and so I kind of like look at my watch, look at the restaurant, like I'm there for a reason other than just to. Uh, oh, oh yeah, you play, drop like, the kids like off. I pretend I'm like a hotel or I'm meeting somebody. That's exactly, great. but then I beeline it right for the bathroom, and uh, you know. Do you put paper down or do you? Uh, absolutely. 100%. I put paper down okay. and I don't use the, the seat things. Those things I find too. I use the toilet paper. Absolutely. Do, do you find of... this? I, I talked to Brad up off, uh, off camera about this. Do you ever find that when you do use the seat covers, which I call candidates campaign hats, you're, you're, you're undoing your buckle. You're trying to get your pot, your, your ass on the pot. And all of a sudden the toilet flushes itself and it takes the paper in with it. All the time. All the, well, that's why I, I'm telling you, Fish, I don't use the, because I think, you know, when you push that thing down, you know, so for the for the splash and for the guard for the uh, unit, it, it, that's where it touches the water. So I, I tell you, I just go toilet paper and I can be more accurate. And so if that happens, Smart. if it flushes because of the touchless flush, you never know, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's the other thing. You know, what if you're, you know, midstream, mid, mid poop and you want to give a courtesy flush and what do you do? You know, you got to find the button back there. And, and sometimes you can't. There is oh. no button. So then you're then. You're well, there. let me oh. jump in on that one. I always find because I work in the restaurant business, it's always great to do a courtesy flush. Because if you know it's going to be a bad one, you don't want the guy walking into the stall that's taking a leak and thinking, <laughs> oh, my God, what is going on in there? We better call the health department. I think Grunny's in town and taking a shit. <laughs> and then when you walk out, a whole bar is looking at you like, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me ask this, Nate. Nate, do you, I mean, do you go wipes? Do you just go toilet paper? Oh, and when, you, when you do the away game, do you go for the whole toilet paper to get the asshole and everything in there? Uh, I mean, you want to clean that out. I am so glad you brought that up, Granny, because I am so prepared. And I do this when I travel. The, um, I, I forget, the flushable wipes game changer in my life okay i've been uh, using them for years and years and i have this argument with I my agree. friends if you step in dog poop outside and you're barefoot are you wiping it off with dry toilet paper no, no. you're gonna find some moist damp something so i keep those in the glove compartment granny oh and those go right in my pocket and they'll go right into the uh, bathroom with me there oh, i yeah. never i'm never more than 100 yards away from those yeah. what do you do granny what do you okay. do? I mean, you go to Home Depot oh, and get all kinds of. Did, did you did you drop the kids off in the pool today this morning already? M me, Nate, Nate. Yeah, I absolutely did. Oh, absolutely, good. Good. Oh, good. you had a good poop. I just had a poop before the show started. Oh, it's so fucking good. Oh, I feel refreshed. So I want to tell my story about my poop. I want to go back to Roscommon Road Elementary School, fifth grade, Mr. Carlin's class. It was lunchtime. And uh, I had a piece that pizza looks so good. You know, it was the fish sticks or the pizza. 
but it was pizza Wednesday and I had a nice big fat piece of cheese, uh, uh, cheese, uh, pizza, cheese pizza. Right. And then I taught all of a sudden I'm not feeling well, but I didn't want to go into the bathroom because what happens is when you go in the bathroom and kids know you're making a two, they throw spit wads over, they start screaming, making fun of you, doing all sorts of stuff. So I wanted to, you know, hold it in until I got home. Well, that didn't work out too well. I shit right in my pants, right there. Yes, right there near the cafeteria. So what did I do? I improv. I, I did a Nate. I took my sweatshirt off and I tied it around my waist, okay, to cushion the blow, right? Because I still had to go back to class before three o'clock we got out. So I'm in the class. I have shit up my ass. And all of a sudden, we're, we're having a test. Mr. Marty Carlin says, Jesus Christ, Grunberg, open the open the doors. It sticks in here. And then all of a sudden, I thought my cover was blown. I have flop sweat all over me, right? All the kids thinking that it's me. And he goes, I know what the smell is. It's the, uh, it's the, it's the garbage dump. And the Santa Ana winds are bringing the smell from the garbage dump into the room. I was so fucking happy. Class ended. I got on the bus. I sat in the back of the bus, opened the windows. The shit was kicked into my fucking ass. I run in the house right to the shower and everything was great. But let me tell you, I always, my cover was almost blown. I mean, I have shit in my pants recently. I mean, I don't understand what's wrong with me. Nate, can you help me? You know what, Granny? We need to go to, we would have to, we'd have to go to Vienna. You'd need a whole team, you know? <laughs> well, there's no, I'll say it in your psychological terms, there's no anal retention with the three of us. Isn't it funny though, guys? That the scenes you see in movies that have, you remember, remember the first American Pie, where Stipper gives the horse fizzies to Finch and he's in the bathroom and how he just lets it loose because yeah. he's so afraid to go to the bathroom at school and he has to go and he's trying, he's doing this, you know. I mean, look, uh, we do this a lot, but check this out. This is one of the funniest scenes in movie history from from Mel Brooks and. Wrong. So, sorry to take you away from to the uh, the Grumberg family reunion at Saint Thanksgiving. But. That was that was Blazing Saddles, one classic. of his classic movies. Alex Karras, famous. Yes, Detroit Alex Karras. Oh my God! So, Mongo. let me ask you something, Fish, uh, to bring you into the conversation. Fish is a bartender at one of the the best places in Vegas. Uh, oh, there you go, uh, Nate. You're still there. It's there. He is, Nate. There we go. Uh, if you ever get to Vegas, you got to go see fish at this place. All right. Ducks Tavern, the best place, best sports bar, best food. Bartender is not that great. The graveyard. Oh, that's you, fish. So, fish, I want to know when you're at work, you have a meal. Do you ever have to use the bathroom? And how do yeah. you uh, how, how do you do that? Well, I give I give the clicker opens the door to the cook and he watches the bar for me so I could sit and relax. I don't like to. I don't, I don't like to hurry anything. And sometimes things get stuck, you know, and the oh, horse yeah. is pushing because and then you, that causes hemorrhoids. But um, I go through, I, I sometimes I got to go away games, but yeah. I always walk in with the sanitizer. I do the, you know, I do the thing. I put the thing down, the, 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 wow. the campaign hat down and I do my business. But um, I try, I'm like, Nate, I try and coordinate a time to do it in my house. So I avoid those situations. Let me ask you a fish. Um, Rumor has it you have a very hairy ass. How do you get the shit past all that hair? Well, that's 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 not true. I'm a big time manscaper, buddy. I swear to God, oh, you, the, you don't 
Really? You don't win best. You don't win best ass in Brentwood three years in a row and still carry oh. a nice derriere with having the, what looks like you know Madagascar in your crack. It doesn't work that way, buddy. You right. stop talking about what you got. You you need. You're like Vietnam. You need a goddamn machete to get through that thing. <laughs> when when you shit, you scream incoming. You know. I want to talk. Well, uh, Nate is all Detroit. All Detroit sports. You name Speaking it. About you know shit. Everything about shit. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You guys, he's a Raider fan. You're a Detroit Lion fan. Why don't you? Why don't you chop it up on football a little bit here? What do you, you think? Know, I, I could. I'd rather talk college. You know. Okay. But yeah. That, that's okay. We can. I don't know. Uh, hey, well, I did have one question though, Fish. When you, you know, that sign in the in the bathrooms at the restaurants, employees need to wash their hands before they go. You're, you're all over that, right? Please tell me. Huge, huge. Yeah, you Thank got you. to. You got to. Now we have now we have the, the hand thing. We get the sanitizers in there because you know what, you know. Would you want? Would you want to go into a restaurant where you know that the you know that that you could you imagine being in a bathroom, in a restaurant? You see a chef walk out. He's dropping a deuce. He walks out. Hey, how you doing? You know. I think that's, that's, that, was, that, was, that was on Seinfeld with Poppy. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Now we That's, all watch. I mean, why look? Yeah, of course I wash my hands. College football. I'm huge. I'm a University of Texas guy. You're obviously University of Michigan. How's Harbaugh looking this year? Because you made the Final Four last year. We made the Final Four two years in a row, and we we came up short both times in the semis. First time against Georgia, we got spanked, and then last year that TCU debacle. Teams looking right now. We've got a quarterbacks back, and we got. I would say we easily we have the two, the best two running backs in college. The tandem with with Donovan Edwards and, and Blake Corum and that huge. offensive huge. I mean, there's no, I'm pay, and, and our season's stacking up. I mean, uh, unfortunately, we don't play a lot of tough um, non-conference games at all this year. I think we opened with uh, yeah. East Carolina and then uh, Bowling Green, UNLV. Cupcakes. It's ridiculous. Miami of all, no, I don't even know. But two, well, I got I got two questions for you. One, one statement. Corum reminds me of Christian McCaffrey that plays for the uh, 49ers right now. But how do you feel? Because this this goes into Brad's backyard. Two of the Pac-12 teams in USC and UCLA are going into the Big Ten in 2024. Are you all for that? Are you for the road trips? Uh, do you think that makes the conference more competitive? Or you're at, you're adding SC into that mix, and that's going to be competition, more competition. Absolutely. I'm all for it. A- absolutely. And they're going to switch. You know, they're not going to have any more divisions after this year. It's going to just be like the Big, the big 12 does one you know, one conference, top two teams, every team plays each other. I think USC, Michigan will open the season in 2024 at, mm-hmm. at the Coliseum. Now, don't forget, Fish, I believe Texas is coming to the big house next year to open the season, too. I mean, our our schedule just got a lot tougher next well, year. Well, that's why Harbaugh gets a knock, uh, Mike, is the fact that Alabama last year opened up with Utah and Texas. Utah goes to the Pac-12 championship. Texas is Texas. Always going to get eight or nine wins. And the same thing this year. USC opens up, I believe, with Fresno State and Grunberg and Grunberg Junior College. I mean, it's just when you do that, it hurts your chances. I think at the overall picture, getting in. If if the committee at the end looks at your strength of schedule, it's better to play the tougher teams. I got to ask Brad this. Brad, we grew up in Los Angeles. I never asked you this. Did you grow up a UCLA or USC fan? I was a UCLA basketball fan, USC football fan. Anthony That's so, Davis. Mike. That is, I love it. That I'm is, sorry. I'm being honest. Again. Can I be you know honest? That's, That's so fair weather. Is that all right? If I'm an L.A. guy, too, Mike, from born and raised. But that's such a fair weather L.A. thing, you know. I'm, I'm a Because when Brad grew up, like I did, John Wooden, championships, USC with John McKay and Jolly John Robinson, football. You know, I there grew up UCLA like fan. USC football. I loved it. I love John Wooden, UCLA basketball. That's just how, how how I roll. But Nate, let me ask you this. So people need to know, Nate went to the University of Arizona for two years, and then he transferred to the University of Michigan. He's a huge alumni at Michigan. This guy has the best seats in the house because his wingman is a big, big macher. In big, the booster. big booster. He does a lot for the university. I'm yeah, just part of the entourage. Give a shout out to him. Give a shout out to my bestie, Paul yeah. Pueblo Blavin, as you like to call him. I love him. He's Paul such a Blavin. nice guy. I just got what back from New York. Guy. What a yeah, humble guy. Yeah, he is. He runs a scholarship program at University of Michigan for kids who age out of foster care. He and his wife, oh. he's spending the rest of his life, you know, um, trying to help others and give away, his, give away 
some money because he believes, in, you know, he gets more out of, he gets more back than he gets, than he gives, you know, but uh, he's just that we've been friends since second grade and, um, uh, and unfortunate. Well, he's got the sweet seats at Chrysler and the sweet the, at the big house. And, <laughs> and, and, and then when I, I've gone to final fours, I've gone to, you know, road games, big 10 championship games. And we're never, we're, we're never too far from the field. That's so nice. That's so good. You know, you're right. Talk about the final four, uh, Brad. Mike, you know, you that, that Fab Five team with Steve Fisher as a coach was phenomenal. Michigan's got a great sports program. My wife's from Youngstown, huge Ohio State fan. So, Jim you know, when you grow up in L.A., it's USC and UCLA. Until you go to Ohio and Michigan, and they have, they have like, in the movie Varsity Blues and Friday Night Lights, they have big cardboard cutouts of the high school quarterbacks in their front lawns at their houses, you know. Um, only, only place you have cardboard cutouts of people is Brad in front of his house of himself. <laughs> <laughs> on, on with a sandwich the roof on curb enthusiasm <laughs> i mean la could give a shit about high school football but i love michigan i love michigan sports and you know what let's go back to pro football for a second lions had a hell of an ending last year mike they they finished really strong i'm a big jared goff guy um i don't know about the tigers the pistons and the red wings the red wings for a while were great with stevie eiserman so you know, the pistons but so were the Pistons with the basketball. Oh, that's, we're going back to when Brad was actually playing basketball. Right, that's what, <laughs> well, we yeah, also had the going to work. We, we, had the, we had, you know, with um, Chauncey Billups and, and, and Rasheed Wallace and going to work sure. when Larry Brown was coaching. They had Larry, a couple titles. Larry Brown. Wow. Oh, Tayshawn Prince. You remember Richard Hamilton. I meant, well, I, the, when I think of Detroit Pistons basketball, I think about the bad boys with Dumars <laughs> and, and, and Rodman, Isaiah yeah. Tom, Rodman, Bill Lambeer, Rick Mahorn. These, these guys John are going Spider elbows. Sally. Oh. Yeah. The, and um, the microwave, Vinny Johnson. Don't forget ah, about Vinny him. Johnson. Like I said, they were throwing elbows like they were in the roller derby in that. Oh. They had great, great championship run and great and a great, great rivalry with the Chicago Bulls. And you saw the hatred between Isaiah Thomas and Michael Jordan. Walked Michael Jordan. Great stuff. And, ba- and Brad's a big basketball guy, and it came out that I think that Michael Jordan was the reason, if I'm not mistaken, that Isaiah was kept off the dream team. They just didn't get along. And Michael's Michael. So That is true. Yeah. There, there is some truth to that. That came out in the, whatever that uh, that Jordan um, documentary was called. Last Dance. Last Dance, I believe. Oh, yeah. Hey, Nate, I just want to thank you for coming on, buddy. I want you to come back and talk sports Anything. And, and all the good stuff, would you? And- Anytime, Granny. I was. It was. I want to thank you for having me, and uh, it was a lot of fun. I'm. I, I'll do it any day, any day, anytime. Let me ask you something, Vegas. real quick. I, I, before I let him go, I got to go the other way. I've just driven to LA three times in the last seven weeks, and they now have a catheter. They make a catheter that goes on your penis, so when you drive, because how many times you got to take a leak at our age? You know, going to pull off the road. There's not many. There's rest areas every thirty-five miles. You could actually stick this on your on your Johnson. It's like the Wizenator, and it just goes into a thing, and it, there, there's no drippage and stuff like that. There's yeah. got to be a poopinator. There's got to be so you could poop on the road. Oh, oh great! That'd Come be on, awesome. something better than an adult diaper, right? Mike, you're a smart guy. You went to Arizona and the University of Michigan, two esteemed steam colleges in our country. There's got to be a way to invent the poopinator and get me and Brad involved. Brad will be your we, test pilot. I think we need to. I think we need to look at that. And I also went to the Wayne State University in, in home, you know, in Detroit, Michigan, home of the Warriors. Used to be the Tartars. Don't forget about, for my master's degree. But I'll tell you what. Um, you say that about urinating. You're absolutely right. You're talking about a guy that's been through the ringer with that. So I mean, I've all, I'm a great. I've had a euro left. Okay. I don't know if you've ever seen one of the the commercial for that, but it's a process where they kind of go in through the hole and they had to separate your urethra from your prostate. Cause you know, I got that, I got the prostate of an 80 year old and I'm only 59, you know, it's a bit enlarged. <laughs> so we, that's another show though. Okay. That's another show, yeah. But Nate, your good health is, uh, is paramount. I love you. I want to thank you for taking care of these special ed kids and all the, all the stuff you do with, with, with that touching lives. Thank you for being my friend, all the laughs we've had, the the angel game, the Dodger games when you come to LA, but you got to promise me that when you go to Vegas, you'll go see fish. Would you do I that will. for me? Okay, hundred percent, man. Twenty four hours, always <laughs> open, like Seven Eleven. 
It was a pleasure, Grant. I just hope I'm looking at this. I hope I'm not crooked because no, no, you're fine. You're great. You're great. All right, my screen. You're, good, you're a good-looking Jew. Three, look at look at these three fucking schmucks here. Look at these three. Jews you know, you know what the great thing about it was is about this whole interview. Yeah, because I'm taking a dump the entire time. You don't even know it. <laughs> and, and Nate, I want to be, uh, you know, uh, I want to be honest because we're all about transparency on this show. Fish said that, that you win the last five minutes. We've gone. <laughs> 25 minutes. No, I didn't say uh, that. Uh, 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 fish. No, fish. it's okay, Fish. He's just, he's just busting your chops. I'm I, telling I, you, Nate is the is all good as gold, baby. All right? He always shows up. I said you won the last five minutes for you to take a pump. <laughs> <So>. Nate, <laughs> Nate stay well, buddy. We he, love he, you. You as well. Before and, he goes, are you on the again, back wall? This guy is, he wanted to get rid of you after five no, minutes. I didn't want to get he rid keeps of asking you fucking oh, questions. Hey, Look at this guy. Hey, quiet. Go go eat a sandwich. Have a cream soda. Do some fucking thing, as Jimmy Serrano said in Midnight Run. Nate, are you on the back wall? Are you on the back wall there? Quit talking. Are you on the back wall there with the with Joe Franklin and Wally George and... and uh, Oh, and back of me. No, yeah. I, I don't think I made that wall. But, uh, man, I could talk to you about Midnight Run, too, for another show. I don't uh, know with what. another show. Great, yeah, one of the greatest movies, movies ever. You guys, it, it was a pleasure. I can't thank you enough for having me. Anytime you need to fill a spot, you get a guest cancel, you just have dead air, give me a call. I'm in. You're right, great. Man. Always. Take care. Right. See you Monday. <laughs> yeah, you, you're going to have to find someone so much, Monday. Thank you so much. Nice to meet you. guys. I'll be in touch. God and I'm going to get a restraining order against Fish. Jesus love you. Fucking Christ, he loves you. Jesus. Love you guys. Love you, love you, Nate. Take care. Out. I told you, man. What did I tell you, Fish? This guy is gold. Gold. I told you. See? You got to listen to me, Fish. When somebody drops out and I bring in a guy like that. I listened to you. Minutes, I told I, you. I wait, told look you. what I did. I, I, I put on, on the tagline, because, you know, you told me. 20 minutes for the show that another person we had dropped out. I put Mike Nathan is a riot. Oh, Tune good. in to Fish and Grunny. We're going to talk that and other stuff. Good. And he was a riot. Because you know what? A yeah. lot of people think we could be rude and crude and talking about it. There's not a human on the planet that doesn't take a dump and doesn't compete. And it's so taboo to talk about it. Come on, buddy. You know, that's what we do on Fat Fish. We talk, we talk what really is happening in our lives. The good, the bad, the ugly, right? Yeah. Well, the good is we're going to end with some family stuff like you always do. And I feel like sometimes, like, we go this Wednesday. So I feel like I haven't seen you in two weeks. But we talk all the time. And uh, I, I got some memes for you. First of all, how are you? How's the How's your dad's foot doing? My dad's right over there. He's doing well. His foot's getting better. Uh, his ankle is healing. Thank God. Uh, but he's in great spirits. And I'm very blessed. Thank God. You look good too. You got a haircut. I could tell. I got a high inside haircut. I bought a new Hawaiian shirt for the show. Yeah. Good. I, yeah, you I, look, I, I like that. Yeah, I've been wearing Hawaiian shirts. I got my my uh, white t shirt V neck on yeah. because I hate talking weather. But it's oh, been talking. The ninety million people in this country are under heat alerts, and we're one of them. And you know, if you think we're bad, Phoenix Phoenix is what twenty six straight days of one hundred twelve above. We're going to hit 20 straight days of 110 and above, and it's it's rough. You stay inside a lot, and um, you do what oh, you got to do. Was... You walk your dog. If yeah. you wanted to walk Annie, you walk her at um, you know three in the morning because that's when you that's have tough. to. I, I I feel for the homeless. I oh. feel for people that you know the elderly that don't have uh, that don't have air conditioning. I mean, it's it's a very serious thing, and. Uh, it's not just in, I mean, we have it here, but again, not like you guys, 114 degrees. What do you do? How do you function? I mean, it's. You, you function. You know, yeah. I, I, people say, how do you live in that? And I come back at them and they say, where are you from? They say, well, I'm from Buffalo. You had 60 fucking snow days last year, which means you can't go out of the house. Yeah. We don't melt. We go out of the house. We film. I went shopping with my wife yesterday, got a nice burrito and we did what we had to do. You just, you got to hunker down. Right. Hope your air conditioning works, but uh, you, you, you survive it. And yeah. the great thing about it is when you hit the fall, football season comes along. Got one for you. So my favorite shows that came, I want to say early 2000s, lasted about eight, nine years. Did you ever watch this show? Uh, Entourage is one of my favorites. Uh, love the turtle. I love okay, it. So I always I mean, drama. I love it all. Yeah. If you had to have an, if Brad Grumberg had to have an entourage around you, could you think? Of five people 
off the top of your head, me excluded, that would be around you? Uh, definitely not you. Um, yeah, Nate, Mike Nathan, who we just had on the show. Um, my buddy Dave Linden, he would be uh, he would be part of the entourage. Um, who else? Um, oh, my buddy Stu Shalowitz, my buddy from Chicago, one of the solid guys. Um, all right, I'd throw you in there. You'd be there. And then I need a fifth, right? Probably my brother Greg. He'd be he'd be uh he'd be the 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 star because right, what's his name was the star, and then he had all his buddies. He'd be Vinny Chase. Yeah, Vinny Chase. Here's the problem you have with that five with that system right there. And you give me your five too. You give me your five after this. That that would be that would be your five and plus well, it'd be six. You gave me five and and yourself, I think. Or is it five? No, that's a Benet Brith. Yeah. Ba- that's a Benet Brith basketball league. Okay, who plays center? <laughs> you know, that's the, 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 the your your entourage is all walking around with yarmulkes. You know, he uh, my five. I, I have a, such a huge. Not, I'm bragging now. Would be all bartenders. Okay, wow. from Frankie Oli to any bartender I work with at Chuck's. I've worked with in the past. I'll tell you what, because okay. whenever a bartender walks into a room. They get recognized, whether it's a bar they go to. And I'll give you an example. I went to my nephew's wedding this past weekend in Santa Monica. It was great. And when it came time for the cocktail hour, there's one bartender serving a million people. I get up there and I throw a nice piece of green in their tip jar. You want to bet that when that line was 10 deep again, that the bartender said, and I started, hey, how could he cut the line? And I said, tip your bartender toke. You know, and bartenders are great. Yeah, if I had to do, yeah, any bartender would would, would suffice at me. You know, um, maybe I would add Greg Grumberg's. I need a Vinny Chase. Yeah, but you're out. I can't have you. I mean, yeah. you know why? So, so your ride or die would be four bartenders in you. That's your that's your entourage. All right. Yeah, I got too many. I mean, I have a I have a great inner circle of my brother-in-law, my brother, my brother Craig, you, uh, Bruce, and stuff like that. But John Hyatt, I, I like hanging John with bartenders. Hyatt. What's that? John Hyatt. No, nah, he, 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 he's too short. Too short? <laughs> yeah. He knows all the ladies, man. He the ladies, man. The, he doesn't know. He, all the ladies he hangs out with have limited teeth. Don't, don't kid yourself. <laughs> Had the guy in the podcast. He couldn't get his mic. The guy's in a, he's a producer and couldn't get his camera to work. Come on. <laughs> Schmuck. All right. No, that's, I, I love the show, Entourage. I thought they were going to bring it back. Uh, Doug Allen. Oh, my God. He's on my Facebook. He's a great guy, too. He, the movie. Uh, yeah, the movie was terrific. Created the show. Wow. Billy Bob, you ever checked the Entourage movie, which is a sequel to it? Billy Bob Thorne. It came out in 2015. The show ended. But I, you know, I like that kind of stuff. I like mm-hmm. those Hollywood stories. I thought it was too campy. I don't like stories where everyone is it's a happy ending for everybody. Okay. You know, you like can get that at a, at a massage parlor and Brad will, and we'll have <laughs> video of it in August when he comes to perform Orlando and Don. I've never been to a massage parlor in my life. Come on. Hey. But you mean like the Brady Bunch? I'm a Brady Bunch fanatic. I loved it because it always ended with a nice bow at the end. You know, it always ended well. It always ended happy. It always ended right. That's me. But you don't like that stuff. I don't. I don't. I I like happy endings. But in real life, if there's ten people, one's not going to have a happy ending. So I get it. You want to? You know, if there's ten people that you know, some are going to have a hard life. Let's just wish it's none of the people that we know really well. And if not, we're going to try and help them. Here's a great meme. I want you to now you're gonna you might not you might know this guy is you might not. I think you do because you're a big basketball guy. Who's that? That is Billy Knight. Bobby Knight, excuse me. Bob, Bob. Okay. Bobby Knight. He's oh one of the greatest coaches of our time. But he threw a chair at somebody, right? No, right. Sure. I, I was a guest on a podcast one time. I asked you this question because you're a fatherly type figure, your father, your dad, because you got great animals and the way you take care of your parents. All right. I was asked, would you let your son, Max, who was a great athlete, play for Bobby Knight? And I said, yes. And mostly the people on the podcast said no, because he's a tyrant, a tyrant. The way he treats the kids, and he's like a gen- like a real bad drill sergeant. But, right. but he graduates night. He has the highest graduation record of any coach in history yeah. of any college sport. 94%. And he tells the kids what it should be. You're a student athlete. You're going to play major college basketball with me, you're going to make the tournament. And he's even won national championship with Indiana. But you're going to get your degree. 
And I heard him in an interview recently say this, Brad, I want your opinion. He said, I put more doctors, lawyers, engineers, uh, you know, uh, IBM executives into the field that played for me. So would you rather me be tough on the kid and they get an education or be lenient and 30% of my players graduate, the rest are, 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 are UPS and didn't, didn't get an education? What would you do, Brad? I mean, absolutely. John Wooden was the same. He graduated absolutely. all all of his players. And, you know, listen, not a lot of these athletes go on to being successful professionals in their sport. They have to go on in life. And really what Bobby Knight taught them is to how to live their life. And it's not all about basketball. It's about getting an education and, and being a pro productive member of society, taking care of your families and stuff like that. I love Bobby Knight. I always have and I always will. Okay. That's a problem I have. Let me get a little philosophical here is that you got 18,100 college football players and only 256 get drafted. Yeah. In, in, in college basketball, you got thousands of college basketball players and there's only two draft rounds. There's only... Yeah. There's only two rounds in the draft, so 60 players get drafted. Yet every one of these kids is under from agents and their families are going to the pros, and their dreams get it. Could be a lot of great players don't make it because it's a numbers game. You're not, you know, you're great, but you're not Michael Jordan, so you don't get that. No, it's, spot. it's funny you mentioned that. Michael Jordan was taken in the draft after Sam Bowie. Sam Bowie never had a career because he got injured. Let me tell you something. It's all if you get injured. Right. I mean, wrong place, wrong time, wrong injury. You're done. And then you at least you have your education to fall back on. Right. I mean, it, listen, there's only yeah, one. I don't get, I don't I still don't get that. I don't get how you get, you know, and you see kids and Matt, my son had to get student loans and you did, too. Yep. And you're getting a free education and they should give you a stipend and, and that. But I don't know why. I, maybe I'm just way behind the times. I don't know why more kids don't take advantage of that free education because you're on a scholarship. Right. And. Instead of the coaches and their agents and their families saying, you're going to go pro, yeah. you're not. Well, I'm going to okay. tell you why. And I'll tell you why. Because it's all about the flash and the cash. It's the cars. It's the women. It's the house. Who, you, let me tell you something. Money doesn't buy happiness. Okay? No. You know that. We talked about this, you and I. It, you know what it is about? It's about being humble and real and giving back like Nate. And that's what we, you and I both do. And Like you? Yeah. Well, I try. I do the best I can, but I'll tell you something. It you just, you know, when they see all these athletes with the with the chains and the and the rings and the and the cars and the women and all that stuff, let me tell you something. That's not real. That doesn't last very long. Okay, and you know, if you make some really bad choices, it ends like that, and it has. Look at look at the player from uh, the Raiders. Right, he had that accident. He killed that woman and her dog. Oh my, yeah. he's done. He's going to jail. And he's Henry rugs, yeah. Very, yeah. very sad. So good kid, too. And yeah. the bottom line is this. Bobby, you brought about Bobby Knight. Bobby Knight, you can make money as a doctor and a lawyer. And doctors and lawyers are wealthy and IBM executives are wealthy. They're not making $30 million a year, but they're making a million. And they have a career to fall back on. I just don't. Someone chime in. Give me a comment on why the part of education isn't emphasized enough. And it's not instilled, drilled into these kids' heads that, and you know what you're finding right now, which is great too, if you're an athlete, this is a, a dichotomy to all this. Big word, but I know it's fine. I have to look that up. No, it's, it's not. It's not on the menu with Nate Nels. Um, <laughs> the big dichotomy is a lot of kids right now are going to soccer because there's more soccer you can play in high school. You know how many leagues pay millions of dollars in soccer? La Liga, Bunch Bunchen in Germany, the well, Juventus League. Messi. How about Italy. Messi? Messi in, in Miami. Look at! Did you see what he's done? Do you see a seat sold for a hundred thousand dollars to watch this guy play? Unreal. Yeah. Hey, check this out. Three, I'm speaking about football. All right, there we go. Oh, Training boy. camp started today, and that's your kickoff. September seventh, twenty twenty three. The Lions play. Um, Jared Goff, your boy. I I just got done watching Netflix's quarterback. You have Netflix? Uh, no, I dropped it because uh, they won't settle with the actors and the writers. Seriously? Yeah. Good for you. Good for yeah, you. Know, I maybe, know. maybe I'll I'll, I'll, I'll do that also. If they, if they come back to the table and tell the truth and make a make a, a you know a reasonable offer, and we all can go and we all can zeigezunt, like my grandma always said, "Live and be well." 
then I'll get my Netflix back. All right. Well, Netflix, Netflix, we don't have anyone to sponsor the show, but they just said they're pulling their sponsorship. They love the show. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you how Brad Grumberg's works. Netflix wants to sponsor the show, Greg, Brad, and Greg, Brad, and give you ten thousand dollars a week. Oh, okay, I'm on Netflix again. No, but um, that being said, if you do watch Netflix, and I gotta, we have to hit everybody up on this whole thing. Uh, a wonderful, wonderful documentary on three quarterbacks: Kirk Cousins, Marcus Mariota, and Mahomes. I'll say this about Mahomes: what a potty mouth! Wow. So you saw that meme, right? Uh-huh. Check yeah. this this one. Sure. This has nothing to do with Netflix. There's the NFL starting, and then read that. There's only one nation in the NFL, and that's the Raider Nation. Raider Nation. That's Oakland. I, I, I'm the only schmuck on the planet. I'll get in trouble because I know people watch this that wish they were still back in Oakland. I really do. I love I love the vibe. That game, actually, look at that stadium. And the what, team about, was three- what about L.A.? Did you like when they were in L.A.? It's funny you say that. But you know Bill Plasky is right for the L.A. Times yeah, for 40 oh, years? Writer. Great sports they writer. did. They did a poll in the L.A. Times last year. Who's the most popular team in L.A.? The Rams or the Chargers? And 72% voted for the Raiders. The wow. Raiders have a, you know this, a yeah. huge fan base in L.A. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, huge. I love the Raiders. How are they going to do this year? Tell me. What do you I, I think if Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy, they could win nine or ten games. The biggest... I just had a physical yesterday and it went great. Uh, unfortunately, Brad, I'm going to live. Not so you can be stuck with me for a couple more years. Oh, fuck but, me. I, but I was, I'm more nervous. You love this. This is the kind of sports fan. You're the same way with the Warriors. If Steph Curry's going through what I'm going through right now, I'm more worried about Jimmy Garoppolo's physical on the 25th. Cause if his foot doesn't pass the physical, the Raiders could cut him. Wow. And then they're stuck with John Hyatt and Brad Grumberg. <laughs> <laughs> bet the under so uh, i'm like yeah. i'm like i'm like kenny the Ken, kenny the uh, snake stabler baby i'm a lefty baby i'm good i can go in there me and You're a lefty uh, yeah baby i do I everything think. on the left hand they're smarter you know I mean? they're smarter all right let's Anything. get this family stuff we got a few minutes to, to chop it up i was in i was in your neck of the woods i went to a great wedding on uh over the weekend got out of this heat and that's people say what does your wife look like your son your granddaughter your Daughter-in-law, this is us at right around the block from uh, from Grunny, um, Will Rogers Beach in Pacific Palisades. Oh, that's sweet. Look at that picture. That's great. Yeah, that's um, my little granddaughter. That's my son. My wife is next to my son on his right. Uh, um, uh, and that's my daughter-in-law, Maddie. And, of course, I got a football in my hand. Lefty. Of course. Uh, I'm not a lefty, sweet. but, you know, it's great amazing. Picture. Great picture. How how warm the water is, El Nino. I, I was shot. The water's got to be in the high seventies. Did you surf? Did you surf? Yes, you did. I did. I wow. did. Yeah, the it the got up there a couple of times. The thing about surfing that sucks, and you you suffer this. It's very bad on your back. Extremely bad on your back oh, because yeah, yeah. of the motions of when you balance and it throws you. You're you're effed big time. So oh, limited. Yeah. But I did a lot of body surfing, and you know, whenever time you get to the beach, look, you live in Las Vegas. It's 114 degrees. It was 73 degrees. I mean, you where you live, it's just it's 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 wonderful. It, the traffic sucked. All right, buddy. Forget about me and my family, because your family, we all love our grandmothers, and we're gonna have a video of Brad coming up. But I just love, and I mean, this could be schmaltzy and stuff like that. But when he talks about his grandmother, I love my nanny. Funny, I had a nanny too. Check out this great picture. Look at that. Talk about that woman right there again. Yeah, that is the L.A. premiere of the movie Strip Tease with Demi Moore. And this was so important. This was a great day in my life because in the movie I played the DJ in the Eager Beaver. And they made those jerseys for me and they, they gave them to me after uh, we finished uh, when we wrapped the movie. And I decided to put one on and give and put one on Nanny. And we went on the red carpet and we we went to the L.A. premiere. It was so much fun. And Nanny was like, she didn't really understand the movie, but she just, she loved it because sadly, um, two months later, she passed away. But again, I did everything with her that I wanted to do one more time. Everything that we love to do together, we did one more time. And I got to say goodbye to her. And I said, I'll see her. I'll see you again. But I never, but I, I don't think she's ever left me because I talk about her every day. She was my best friend. We laughed. We giggled. She had the greatest cackle. 
that anybody is she, basically in my end card uh, when I do productions and stuff, there's a Johnny Cocktails Entertainment and it's her laugh behind the, uh, the card. So that's uh, her laugh. That's her laugh. Yes. I didn't know that. I hear the cackle. And, I, that's I my, and at the end, I give her a kiss monitor. on the cheek. Yeah, I give her a kiss on the cheek. So she's going to be with me for the rest of my life. She'll oh. always be with me. And I talk about it. And that's what life's about. You know, people that are in your life, that touch your life that uh that it's, uh, you, you got to keep their their memory alive and that's what it, i do it, it's family. unconditional love you can see in the fact that you could bring your grandmother yeah. in front of 50 strippers and she probably had a great sense of humor she probably oh. was like who brings their grandmother in front of 50 strippers and takes a picture that's the kind of grandmother yeah. you want to hang out with she's ha- let, let, ha- let me take a wild guess yeah. very very hip woman oh yeah no she she taught me so much she taught me so much about life uh, just, I, I wish I listened to her more. I'd, uh, but again, she really instilled uh, goodness and love and all, all you know, being humble and all the stuff that I, uh, you know, I live by today. And What's I the best piece of advice that Nanny, what was Nanny's first name? Uh, Helen Nanny Klein. Okay. Okay. So we'll, we'll refer to her as Nanny, but what's the greatest piece of advice that, that, Helen gave you that that sticks you to this day because grandparents are always a positive influence. Mostly Uh, she on her, on her uh, tombstone, uh, I designed it myself and it's, it says Helen, Nanny Klein. um, And it's her hand always knocking on wood because when I talked on the phone, she'd always knock on wood and she'd always say the same thing. You should only Zygazunt. And Ah. that's British for you should only live and be well. And that's what I, I want for this strike, I want everybody to come back to the table and I want to make a fair deal for the actors and the writers and we should all just say gesund. I walk with them. I was, I sent Brad a picture. I'll get it on there next week. I walked with the writers a little bit. They let me, and it is, they are adamantly angered. You read some of these things. It was in front of the Amazon studios down in, in Culver City and and it was a massive, um, there had to be hundreds of people picketing. Right. And the KTLA news truck was there, which is Channel 5 in LA. And you saw the NBC news truck national there. And it, it's, it, it just sucks that people that create, like Brad Grumberg creates a character, and the writers create the script for him to create a character, are, are, are being sequestered, they're being strangled by the studios that have put together so much content. Amazon has 68 things in the can. So they can wait this thing out. But in the end, you need writers and you need actors. You know? I'm a little upset at this. You you need to educate me on this. We have some time for our audience. Why did the directors settle? Why why are they not in solidarity? No, no, no. Give me your, you're in it. You have to understand something. The writer, the directors always settle. They never, I don't know. I know why. That's the question that I want to ask somebody who's in the know. Why do the directors always settle? I mean, every three years, the directors settle. Okay. But let me explain something to you, Fish. This is a moment in time. Okay. This is it. Okay. If we don't stand strong, shoulder to shoulder, all the way to the end. Okay. And we go the distance, we're fucked. The writers are fucked. For decades, and new and uh, upcoming actors, upcoming writers, because these studios don't give a fucking shit. It's all about the bottom line, money, and it's sad I, because, right? I, well, I was at a wedding Saturday in Santa Monica, and everyone was talking about the strike. There were writers there, and there was actors there, and the one thing that one of the bartenders told me that was working the wedding was. This strike's going to cost LA, and there I was. You were right when you said thirty million dollars a day. Yep. The, and that's see what what I didn't get into my head, and I grew up in in LA. My parent, my mom, and and stepdad are in the industry. Is it's not just the writers and the and the directors. It's the little guy on craft services. It's yep. the guys that are PAs that are making five six hundred dollars a week. You know, it's not. Don't think about the writers and the actors. A lot of actors don't work anyways. What is it? Twenty percent of SAG works. But but here's the thing: you say you say the little guy, right? What about what about maintenance? What about I'm talking about that? Go ahead. No, I know that's what you're saying. 
that's what I'm saying. It's not just about the actor and the writer. It's far reaching. There's so many people that work in the business that you don't even know about. You know what I'm saying? And that's, those are the people that are affected. I'm affected. Everyone's affected here. And, and, and this is the thing that really pisses me off. These studios think we're stupid. Okay. They come to the table and they say, we're losing money. You're not losing any fucking money. Okay. You're making so much money. In 1980, cable came into, into play. Okay. Cable television. And it was the same thing. We wanted residuals from the, the cable shows we were on. Oh, we've got to do a two-year study. We'll get back to you. They were making millions of dollars. Now it's streaming. Okay. Let me tell you something. Did you see, I sent you Ron Perlman. He, uh, he posted. Oh, his, oh my God. I love. He went off. Ron he went off on that studio set. Oh, he was yeah. so fucking cool. I loved it. He, he spoke the truth. And karma is real. Okay. I don't wish anybody harm or bad health or anything. <laughs> But karma is real. They, these studios are going to lose millions, millions, millions of dollars because of this. Okay. And in the end, we're going to get what we deserve. The right. You should. Well, it, it's, it's, a, it's a catch 22. It's you, they, the studios need actors and writers to provide content. Correct. Yet they're trying to fuck the people that provide the content, thinking that you're stupid. And I got news for it. I saw Solidarity. Uh, if I can get a picture on her, I'll get it on next week of me walking. And let me walk. And, yeah, and my son was there. And it was great. Yeah, please don't. Please don't. Why, man? I'm I'm, I'm not a I'm not a writer's guild, but I, I don't but, want I, to but see I you on the streets with a sign picketing. What's I'm, wrong with that? Yeah, I'm, just, uh, I'm fucking with you. Wake up. You know, you know what my sign said? What? Please feed Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Give this guy a sandwich. Give us a sandwich. <laughs> Is there a chick? Someone have a Chick Fil A card around here? You know, oh, so. I love Chick Fil A. I hope they sponsor us. Hey, be, be, between that, thank can you. you believe... by, by the way, thank you for thank you for walking the line. Thank you. Yeah, uh, look, you. look, I, I look. I've been entertained by you, your brother, you know, people in the uh -huh. business that, and I'm. I, this is what we do. I mean, I, we talk about sports entertainment, and the, we talk about the great scenes and movies and stuff like that. We need that to get that. That's our escape in life. I will tell you this, buddy. Can you believe, because you grew up there like I did, can you believe the regentrification of Culver City, what it looks like right now? What it looked like 25 years ago was not what it looks like now. The, the shops and the restaurants and the streets and the and the little theaters, phenomenal. That's Tell great. everybody. Oh, it's great. No, uh, Culver City, a lot of people, a lot of my friends live in Culver City. Huge. And 20 years ago, no one would even drive through Culver City. You know? No. I know it's beautiful. I really love Culver City. And it's a great place to live. Yeah. Right. So what do you got going on? What do you got going on this week? Uh, I am. Uh, what am I doing this week? Uh, I'm going to get a restraining order against you. Good. Uh, after that. Uh, no, I'm just uh, taking care of my mom and dad. And I'm going to have to figure out the strike. I'm going to go walk the line uh, a couple times. Uh, and uh, just, uh, you know, try to just try to just try to find out or find a way to make some money, you know, during this terrible time, you know, and, uh, but again, I'm not complaining. We must do this. We must, it's it, it, like you said, it's a catch 22. We must stand together. We must stand strong and, uh, you know, just go, go the, like Rocky, go the distance, baby, 15 rounds. We got to go. And whatever they do and whatever they say, we just look them in the eye and go, fuck you. Come back to the table with a real offer. Oh, I love when they come and they say, oh, we, we, we gave you the biggest deal of billions of dollars. Fran Drescher, I love her. Shout out to her. Crabtree, I want to party with that guy. He's amazing. David Jolliffe, all these wonderful people that are fighting for us. They go, where's what? Uh, Jolie Fisher, where, where's the fucking billion dollar package? I didn't see anything. They're well, lying. let's educate people. Fran Drescher, yeah. I believe, is the president of SAC. Yes, right? she's the president of yes. SAC. Correct. Right. So, yes. And a wonderful act, wonderful actress. Crabtree. Crabtree, Jolie. Who, who are these Fisher. people? Who's Crabtree? Who's Jolie Fisher's an actor? Vice Tell president. us who these people are. Yeah. Jolie Fisher is the treasurer. Crabtree is uh, the vice, uh, vice, vice president. And uh, Jolie Fisher is the president. And uh, David Jolliffe. You remember the, the redheaded guy from Room 222? Do you remember yeah. Room 222? Bernie. Yeah, Bernie. Bernie. Yeah. Bernie, one of the greatest guys. He That's him? For, oh, but he, I do looping. And looping is, is very, oh, it's the greatest thing in the world. 
It's all the people in the background, the sounds, uh, the, 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 it's called wallowing. It's behind the scenes. Like when you and I are on a scene, all the people in the restaurant, see, I use a restaurant food, uh, are talking, but they're miming when we film. And then actors come in and put those voices in the back. David Jolliffe is one of the best in the business, but he fights for us. He has been in so many negotiations. He is one of the greatest guys. I met David Jolliffe. This is a great story. I'm 17 years old. You remember the, you know, the Beverly Glen Center? All the way up Beverly Glen and Mulholland. Sure. A little, the, top, yeah. the top of Mullen, sure. Right, right. So I got a job at, uh, this is a great story, Michelle's Pastries, okay? I needed a job. I was of course. Of course, of course, right. They paid me in uh, pastries and donuts. So <laughs> I, my boss, my boss, the owner, goes, listen, I want you, I'm going to the bank. Don't fuck up. Stay behind the fucking counter. I go, oh, okay, sir. First day. So I go, geez, hope no one comes in. All of a sudden, I look out the window. Steven Spielberg and Amy Irving holding hands, skipping in the fucking parking lot. And I look, I go, don't come in here. Don't come in here. They came in. And he ordered a bear claw and a jelly donut. And I go, Mr. Spielberg, um, can I ask you a question? He goes, sure. I go, I'm an actor. Can you give me some advice? He goes, don't do it. I go, excuse me? He goes, don't do it. Don't be That's an actor. Not... I go, oh, no, no, I'm serious. You got... But this is a great story. I know. I don't like it. Don't be an actor. And, and then... Okay, I give him the jelly donut. I go, okay, sir. 20 years, 23 years later, J.J. Abrams, the most dear guy. He's, fa he's family to us. He's like a brother to me and my brother's best friend. His mom passed away, Carol Abrams, another salt of the earth, cancer. I don't understand why bad things happen to good people. I just don't understand it. So I was at her shiva, and I walk in Steven Spielberg and Martin Short. And me, no one had shown up yet. And I go, Mr. Spielberg, nice to meet you. Hi, Marty, Marty Short. Great. We're talking, chopping it up. I go, Mr. Spielberg, I want to tell you a story. I met you when I was 17, and I asked you about being an actor, and you said, don't do it, but I chose to do it. I'm in about 25 years. He goes, oh, I'd still say don't do it. What? He goes, I give my kids the same advice. Don't be actors. Don't do it. So that's Michelle's. But Michelle's Cafe, I was a waiter, and David Jolliffe and Sean Cassidy every day. I used to wait on them. Sean Cassidy. Cassidy, yep. One of the hottie boys, baby. And uh, nicest guys. They uh, they would just... You I know what's funny about what Spielberg said to you? I'm thinking, because yeah. your brother played a guy named Bernie Fine in a movie called The Fablemans, which is terrific. Greg Grunberg, Greg Grunberg yeah. steals a scene with his compassion for this kid who yeah. wants to become a filmmaker. And everyone says, don't do it. And he did it. And Spielberg's telling you, don't do it. I can see him say, don't do it when you're 17 because he doesn't want you to get you know, crushed. But you tell him, I've been doing it 25 years, still don't do it. I would have said, okay, I won't do it. I won't do it. But if you cast me in something, I'll quit afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. No, but he was, he was honest. That's what he, but I chose to do it. It's uh, I'm in, don't tell anybody 37 years. Um, and I would, if I had to do it all over again, and I'm going to ask you this question, I would do this. I would do it the same way. How about you? If you had to do it all over again, would you have been a bartender Back to moms and uh, you know what I, I, I it's what I do I'm a you know I, I like I said I, I get a chance to meet new people every time I go to work I've been asked do I regret sometimes when I when I was at Moms Saloon I had actors and I had directors say why don't you come you know work and I just didn't do it I wasn't interested in acting I was interested in having girls come in the bar and trying to hit on them all the time and then my wife walked in and thank God she yeah. told me to f off and I went after that <laughs> it's the best decision I ever made in my life. Do I wish I would have acted or did something? No, you know why? Because I'm happy with what I did. It's brought me a very nice life. And I have a funny feeling you'll do something and I'll act in it. Maybe I'll hit the maybe I when I retire from this, I'll be doing I'll be doing that. Well, hopefully some of my projects will bring you along and uh, you'd be a great producer, but also you're I read some of your stuff, some of your scripts, man. You are a very good writer. You really are. Thank you. No, well, really that I you know, look, I I I I'm not in the writer's guild, but I've I've been passionate. That's one of my hobbies is writing. I like doing it, and I have a lot of passion for. I have a lot of compassion for actors and that business because you, like I said earlier, and we'll get out of here after I talk. You entertain me. I make fun of you. I make but but when I see you, you know, and I just talked about your brother and the Fablemans and other things. I just when I watch stuff, whether it's and you entertain me and you open my mind to something. That's what this is all about. And these fucking morons at the studios don't understand it. You're taking this away from people. Get us out of here. And by the way, if it's not for us, they're not making any money. We create the characters. We write the characters. We, we're actors. We perform. 
That's why you're making all this fucking money, you jack-offs. That's what it's all about. Come hey, by the way, before we got 30 seconds, a guy that looks like Adolf Hitler over your right ear. The, the... Oh, that's uh, Jeff uh, Jeff Foxworthy. I Well, the, yeah, guess what? The, oh, one of the funniest. Tell, tell that redneck that his, that, his, that his picture's like. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, he's not, he's not Hitler. He's a great I'm guy. Joking. I'm joking. I know. Jesus. That's me. By the way, that's me below him. Uh, I, I was in Vegas. I played a uh, Elvis impersonator car thief. Desert Breeze with John Favreau. It was Good a luck. Disney didn't get picked up, but I had a great time. I look. I was the fat Elvis. The later years. Is that a surprise? Hey, Fish. Great show. Had a great time. Next week, we'll try to get the guests that dropped out. But we have so many people that want to be on the show. It's great. Thanks, buddy. I love you. We'll talk love soon. Love you too, man. Fish. Fat Fish 19 is in the books. And guess what, guys? We saw that. All right. Love everybody.